So there's like this thing called the millennial tone, where you don't really come down at the end of your sentences, and you always ask a question, even though it's not a question. Find out more on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland. Welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey guys, you guys are watching Inverse, and we're so happy that you are with us here in the studio. I am here in this wonderful building with my friends, two of them in person and one person online, and we're so glad that you're here with a Bible study. Uh, we're in the middle of talking about discipleship, so we're going to have a Bible study on Bible studies, if that makes sense in any way. Uh, guys, say hi and, and say it's so good to hang out with you guys. Hey, it's on, good to hang out with you. This is, this is, we've been on, on virtual mm-hmm. for a while, right? We were in those Brady Bunch uh, boxes, and uh, this is the first time we only have three people in the studio. Uh, but we have Callie online, and Callie, uh, if you're out there, hey, how's it going? Can you hear Hi, us everyone. Okay? Yeah, great <laughs> that you could be with us. Can you pray for us, because we need the Lord's uh, blessing? Absolutely. Let's bow our heads. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the privilege it is, with all this different technology, to study your word together. As we study, I pray that you guide us by your Holy Spirit May we see things clearly, may we apply them, and may we love Jesus more because of our time spent together. We ask this in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Um, let's go to, to Siku. Siku. So we've been looking at different elements of, of discipleship. I know it was like a while ago when we were, we were recording those. And now that we're, we're getting back into the main theme of discipleship, what are some highlights that you remember from them this quarter? Just from, for those, if you're out there and this is your first time watching the show, or you feel like, man, we're, I don't know what's, what's going on, give us kind of a, a synopsis, update, okay. review kind of thing. Okay. Um, I guess hi- one highlight for me from from what we've studied is the the main point, uh, the goal of discipleship is to be like Jesus, mm-hmm. um, and so it's about spending time with Him and then sharing Him with others. Um, so that's probably like high point for me. Um, and then in recent weeks, we've kind of gone into the agricultural uh, yeah. metaphor. Would it be called uh, yeah. for discipleship and talking about uh, preparing the ground and then. Um, planting seed. Um, I think those are the last two ones that we did. So just what kind of a lifestyle that you're living, like preparing is not necessarily, sometimes when we think about doing evangelism, it's like, oh, you have to go and give a Bible study. You have to, you know, knock on someone's door. But there's something that happens even before that. Just living a Christian life, caring about things that are important to other people, caring about people, Mm -hmm. that prepares people to be able to receive what you have to tell them about Jesus because they know it doesn't, people don't care what you no, until they know that you care. Mm-hmm. Yes, I got it. Okay. Um, yeah, just to yeah. piggyback on your comment, I, I appreciate what you're saying. I think this this quarter we've been really really um, debunking mm-hmm. what what regular normal people think or um, what what people normally think about discipleship, mm-hmm. right? Kind of as a program or whatnot. And then there's also this kind of like spiritualized the discipleship mm-hmm. and how that fits into church. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like putting all the pieces and rightfully where they should be. And mm-hmm. I, I appreciate the discussion. So, yeah, I love about caring, making it very organic, mm-hmm. but bringing it into some, some discipline uh, in, in mm-hmm. our walk. So we're looking at uh, cultivating, the stage of cultivating. And Jonathan, if you can read jo- uh, John. Jonathan, mm-hmm. you can read John. Yes. <laughs> uh, chapter 15 and verses 1 through 8 for yeah, us. Yeah, Absolutely. 
It says here, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that, he, that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit." so you will be my disciples. Mm -hmm. All right. So, Asiku, you were saying we've been looking at different elements of a discipleship. We are in the middle of this agricultural grow motif or model. And so the first stage is we need to be preparing the ground and really we can't just go in and just be like, hey, you know, you want to know about Jesus and just, you know, baptize them and now you're a Christian. We just don't do that. That's just not what, what Jesus did and what, 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 he write, what we see in, in his writings. So really preparation of the ground. Second step is to be planting the word of God in people's hearts. And now the step of we need to be cultivating, yeah? Mm -hmm. And probably the equivalent of cultivating in this passage would be what? What, are, what, is, what is the word that's repeated? Uh, abide, 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 abide. So, so explain that. What is this abide? Yeah, is this like this um, abide or or what's going on? <laughs> you know, uh, kind of going back. Oh, oh. go ahead, Kelly. Oh, let's, let's go to John, and then we'll go to Kelly. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, well, I like uh, <clears throat> it says here abide in. in uh, you know, I have a German background, mm. uh, German language, and in, in German, the, the word that's used here is to stay, mm -hmm. uh, to to remain, to, to be mm -hmm. with, uh, connected to the vine, which is, you know, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so it, it is an element of relationship. It has an element of connection. And Jesus brings it out here, how that happens. It mm -hmm. is, he says, has to do with his word. Mm. And so um, it, has, it has to do with connection, relationship, and uh, connecting with his word, mm -hmm. uh, just as a general uh, overview here. So mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's one of the main um, points that I see in this passage about connecting with Christ, it, it's that it means to stay with Him. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Not just to a quick drive-by, hey, high-five Jesus, and I'm a Christian, I'm going to go on. No, it's I'm staying with Him. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's a harder part of our experience. We, we ha have these like beginning points with Jesus, mm -hmm. and then we're like, we do other things, but staying in, in yeah. that consistency. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Callie. Yeah, I just want to add to the aspect of how much it takes time mm. because a lot of the other parts, you know, preparation takes time and, and planting takes time too, but they can also be seen more as events versus cultivating. As you know, Jonathan said, it, it requires staying and it requires time and there's no time limit, right? So cultivating a relationship with someone, some people come to Jesus really quickly and sometimes longer. And so this can also be one of the most frustrating stages because you're like, okay, are we progressing? Like, and even looking at it in an agricultural way, a lot of times these plants, they're growing under the ground. You don't really see a lot going, going on on the, on the, on the top of the soil. Mm. So you're kind of like, is anything happening? I remember, you know, having spiritual conversations with people and giving Bible studies and outwardly I'm like, are they even like listening to mm -hmm. me? Are, are they, do they love Jesus more? I, I don't know. And so to me, this is the stage that requires the most, the most faith as well as the most intentionality. Mm -hmm. And in, in the agricultural, uh, that, that, that time frame, it's the longest. You were saying it's the longest, uh, just, just segment waiting yeah. and yeah. just, just, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
just just to go to the verse that Jonathan was referencing in verse seven. Yeah. Um, seven. John 15. Mm. Yep. Yeah. It says, "If you abide in me and my words abide in you, that's where you get." I think that's probably the clearest um, that concept of the word. Mm. What it means, he says, "If you abide in me and my words abide in you," is kind of these parallel statements. Mm -hmm. What it means to abide in Jesus mm. is that my words are abiding in you. So how we s remain with Jesus and this fellowship that we have with him, this constant, you know, staying with him, it happens through reading his word, mm -hmm. right? And so it's not a mystical, you know, um, experience. It's, it's actually staying in the word of God mm -hmm. and that's how we abide with him. It's, and I like that it's actually really practical. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, y there it's, you have steps for how you can do this. Like if you're spending time in God's word, you are spending time with God Himself, mm -hmm, and you're mm -hmm. abiding with Him. Mm -hmm. You know, in this in this time and age, we're, we're on social distancing, we're all separated. But what you're talking about is—I know this sounds so cliche, mm -hmm. but this is this is the, the core of it. Is it's a, it's a relational development with God, yeah. right? And I want to talk. We need to have a relationship. Yes, it's relational, but uh, it's it's not a merely intellectual assent. Mm -hmm. It is not merely a ontological. You know, let me. Uh, you know, dwell, you know, th I don't know why I do this. <laughs> I mean, just this yeah, um, yeah. and this yeah. just kind of, you know, this, mm -hmm. this. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that either. It's just, it's just like a relationship. And if you look at it, the most important things in our lives are relationships themselves, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then to develop this relationship with this person that we can't see with our senses, yeah. uh, this is where it's at. Mm -hmm. John? And I think we have to, you mentioned the word, I think it was you or Kelly, <laughs> it said in intentionality. We have to just, uh, it's a reality that we cannot see Jesus, okay? Um, we have the Word, and mm. that's the gift that God has given us. And God has given it to us for a purpose. Mm. It is not just to stay there. It is, we are to engage with it. We are to take it in. We are to memorize Scripture. We are to know Scripture, to apply Scripture, um, and, and do it in a relationship context of, you know, prayer, Bible study, sharing. Uh, we talked about these elements in, in discipleship, mm -hmm. but at you know, the Bible says that we need to set our mind on things above, set our minds on, on these higher realities and taking that with us throughout the day. Obviously, you can't read Scripture the entire day, and that's not what Jesus wants us to do. He wants us to, to spend time with Him and then take it with us as we go throughout our day. Mm -hmm. But the intentionality is so important mm -hmm. because if we don't make it a habit, if we don't uh, take time to, to, to fill up, you know, so to say, uh, with the Word, then we don't really have anything to share either. Mm. Uh, just occasional, uh, you know, moment. I mean, that's good, but it's, Jesus wants more. Mm -hmm. Abiding means to really connect and to stay connected. Because otherwise, if you're not connected, it, you know, if you're not connected, you will die. Mm -hmm. that, that's just the simple reality. Yeah. And in this time and age that we're living in, and I'm speaking of my personal experience, we are not good with staying fixed on one thing and, and staying mm -hmm. intentional and staying you know, dedicated. We, we want to try all these things because there's so much being offered to us. But Jesus wants us to stay and abide and connect. I love these. these I have two things I'm taking out from your comment. One is we need that discipline, mm -hmm. right? So er, there is energy. There is work. There is this chutzpah you got to put into it. Is chutzpah a word? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I don't know what language. Anyway, you, you need that, you need that, that urgness yeah. in there. And you may not immediately get all these benefits like that just, just pour out, mm -hmm. but we need that consistency. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, our, it's not our salvation isn't based on that, no, yeah, no. but it's, it is part of our Christian discipline, yeah. discipleship. But I mean, it, I, I'm, I'm getting the discipline side of it, but it's, it's just also what happens naturally in our life experience. When yes. you spend time 
with someone and it may not even be like in person because social distancing right but mm -hmm. like during this time when you not can't necessarily hang out with as many friends all the time but there are people that you're talking to more frequently mm -hmm. but the more time that you spend with someone the more the more you get to know how their brain works you mm -hmm. can comp finish other sentences mm -hmm. you know and like just that time listening to each other and and talking to to each other it that staying together transforms you mm -hmm. like it's just a natural part of what happens in our human reality mm -hmm. which when I, I remember when when um, my now husband was trying to get to know me I intentionally decided that I wasn't gonna spend time with him because I was like if I spend time with this guy I'm gonna end up liking him and then if I <laughs> like him then we might end up dating and then, you know it's just kind of I don't want to go down that road so I would intentionally not try to hang out with him uh -huh. right but, but you guys ended up married. Because yeah. Did they I, end up married? Yeah. Right. Did it, uh, we'll find out when we come after the break. What happened to this unintentionality? Did it become intentional? Anyway, stay with us. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, Join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We are in suspense to see. So, you guys are married, right? Yeah. And you're still married? Yeah. So, <laughs> but you were intentional not to, right, to, because get, to get to know him because yeah. you'd be married, but then. So then, so then, so how does he yeah. convinced me? To, he convinced me to spend time with him by feeding me, uh -huh. um, feeding uh -huh. you food. Yes, mm -hmm. which is the way to a woman's heart, mm -hmm. by the way. Um, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and, and so, the, the more time that you spend together, the more I'm like, you know, getting to know him and appreciating the positive qualities, etc. And you know, here we are, mm -hmm. three kids later, mm -hmm. and we still talk, <laughs> and we still talk, and we, you know, you get to know each other more and. I, before, before I was married, and I would hear stories about, oh, you know, we got married, but each day is sweeter than the day before, and I feel mm -hmm. like I love the person like more than I when I met them. I'm like, yeah, right, because, yeah. but I'm starting to get a glimpse of what that could mean. Is just the more time that you spend together, the more that you get to know each other. It's like the deeper the connection, mm -hmm. yeah. and and with Jesus in an even more powerful way. Um, he wants us to be spending time with him as he's speaking to us and we mm -hmm. speak to him it, through prayer but he wants he wants us to get to know him and mm -hmm. the more we get to know him the more we appreciate him the more that we love him the more we want to tell other people about right. him as I have a hard time not talking about my husband on the show, right. you know. So, and I totally appreciate the relational uh, relation of of, uh, of the uh, in a romantic uh, relationship. I, I mean, the, as analogy with our, with our relationship with God, right? Mm -hmm. I totally get that, and right. I think we, we we hear that a lot. But but when it comes to relationship with God, there is that I think that, that entry level is mm -hmm. there, there is that analogy. Mm -hmm. But at a certain point in our discipleship, we need to also it gets different. Yeah. And I think there is no analogy that is comparable mm -hmm. between our Lord and, mm -hmm. and humanity and then and any other, you know, uh, human human relationship. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was gonna say <laughs> I think part of part of why that is is with with another human, you're both human, right? Mm -hmm. But in the relationship with God, He he's is perfect. yeah. He's per not just perfect, but His His knowledge is infinite. Yes. So having a conversation with somebody who knows yes. like infinitely more than you know, there's no way it's a yeah. level conversation, yes. you know. And and He condescends to listen to what you've got yes. to say, but 
but the, what we glean and what we can gain from that relationship far transcends yeah. Yeah. what any human relationship could have, mm -hmm. which is why we can we can ask him questions that I couldn't ask my husband. Um, and so it's, it's a different level of relationship. Mm. We may have to create a new category of relationship, which mm. I think many people have a hard time doing. Mm -hmm. It's either comparing it to a boyfriend-girlfriend, and we know man, there are many uh, musical entrees that reflect that, or a father and mother. And mm -hmm. some people never get out of that analogy with God. They just mm -hmm. think of him as a parent. But it is a new category developed altogether. All so let's go into... Let's transition into this, uh, we, we encounter a relationship with God through the Word, but I think there's also a maturing in this. Yes. And in, in the, at the, the top of the show, I mean, I, we played around a little, and I, I talked about the millennial tone, and everything is like a question, you know, even <laughs> though we're making statements all the time. <laughs> and this is very indicative of our generation, where we're always asking these, uh, these, these questions when we're not really saying anything, you know? And now you can make fun of that, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And so in, and using that as a, as a, as a, I don't know what it, uh, as a, as a teaser is, is <laughs> that we need a space mm -hmm. to ask questions, mm -hmm. right? And to develop deeper our, our relationship with God. Yes. And so in our, in, our, in, our, in our discipleship, yes, we are, we are reading the Bible, but we also need to provide space for other people to ask questions mm -hmm. and to be giving Bible studies. Yeah. Not Bible studies where we're just feeding people information, but like, hey, mm -hmm. this is a safe place, no judgment. Hey, let's, let's ask questions and an open mm -hmm. Q&A. Yeah? How, how do we do this? How does this feed into the discipleship motif? John, uh, can we read a Bible verse? In yes, this? absolutely. Um, if we're going to go to Isaiah 1. Isaiah 1. Isaiah chapter 1 and here verse 18. 118. Mm -hmm. Isaiah 118. And here God is speaking, um, <clears throat> and he's, he's giving us an invitation. Isaiah 1 verse 18, mm. uh, he says, Come now and let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Mm -hmm. And here God is giving an invitation to humanity, and it's beautiful because he, he's saying, Come, mm -hmm. come now. Mm -hmm. uh, this is an, an invitation to commune, to abide, mm -hmm. to be present with him. And then he says, Let us reason together. Let us discuss. Let us, mm -hmm. uh, well, really, God is not the one who has to be informed. He's the one who is informing us, but He's trying to help us understand His will, His way. He's trying to help us understand, as this verse says, uh, His plan of salvation, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, God invites us into this space and to this experience of uh, not just reasoning, but asking questions, trying to understand what does the Word say, trying to understand His will. Mm -hmm. And th I love that about God. He's not just here telling us, this is how it is, this is how it is, this is how it is. Yeah. He does give us information, yes. but He is willing to engage with us. You said He condescends, He comes down. He's willing to, uh, to connect with us, knowing that we don't understand and mm -hmm. that we have trouble grasping some of the simplest things, mm -hmm. right? And He's saying, okay, I'm going to help you. I'm your teacher. I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bless you in this, but I'm... He's okay with us asking questions. He's okay with us using uh, our brain, trying to, to figure it out. It's not just a blatant, do this, or it is a, uh, I'm going to help you understand this. Mm -hmm. And so as he does that, he models for us, as his disciples, who are supposed to disciple others, yeah. he models for us yeah. a way to engage with people around us, helping them understand his word. We are not here to just tell people, this is how it is. We are here to to invite people into a reasonable, uh, in, into an experience of reasoning, 
so that they can get to know God how we do. Mm-hmm. I love these concepts of reasoning and mm-hmm. invitation. And I know for me, the places, the times where I've grown the most mm-hmm. was when I was in a safe Bible study arena where I could yeah. ask questions. And then the second place is when I let out in a Bible study and I'm, I'm, I'm feeding what, what, what I know from yeah. how the Lord has given me. And in me providing answers, it also has fed, fed my soul as yeah. well. Yeah. Kelly, what, have you, uh, what, has, what has been your experience? <laughs> yeah, going on back to the idea of asking questions, mm. the fact that Jesus and, and God and the Holy Spirit, they're also welcoming of questions is indicative of his love and his wisdom. Because when you know what is right, you're not threatened by questions, mm. right? People are defensive when they're unsure or when they feel threatened. But God's like, go ahead. Like, I have all the answers and I've all the love and it's fine. And similar to you, Justin, I have felt so blessed by being around people who are not threatened by my questions as well. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes, you know, as Christians, we can become defensive. Like, how dare you ask these questions about yeah. God? Like, how dare you assume these things? But it's like, God isn't threatened, so why should we? Because it is the truth, and so we should be willing to share that with other people. And as you've seen, and as I'm sure we've all seen, people who respond with Christ-like manners Mm -hmm. are the ones who ultimately win people to Christ. Mm -hmm. Because you're actually mimicking Him and showing that there's nothing to hide, so questions don't threaten God. Mm -hmm. Let me ask the three of you, we'll we'll come to secret, but I mean, let me ask this question. Mm -hmm. How have you all three been, have you grown Mm -hmm. through... I think it's it's pretty pretty obvious that if we study the Bible, we will grow spiritually. That's mm-hmm. that's like you know awesome elementary first level, to, not elementary simple, mm-hmm. but elementary mm-hmm. we need to do. But the next step is if we're giving Bible studies, mm-hmm. how how have we how how have you grown? Has it been challenging? Have you failed? Mm-hmm. Uh, what has been some of those experiences? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I I could start. Um, I have a friend that I'm studying with right now, and um, just like a week ago, she asked me a question that I had no clue. I had never thought about it, and I'm just like, you know what? I have no idea. The experience of admitting that I have no idea and I'm supposed to be the one, like, you know, (laughs) helping her understand, A, was humbling, and it helped me realize that ultimately we come to where, you know, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. Mm -hmm. Like, when when we're coming to God's Word, we are communally asking the Holy Spirit to be our teacher. So even if he has revealed certain things to me before, Mm -hmm. he can still teach me even Mm -hmm. now. And I was like, okay, I'm going to come back to you next week. Let me research this. And what I can bring to the table in studying with my friend is more experience knowing how to look for answers. Um, It's not a monopoly on the Holy Spirit, a monopoly on understanding scripture, but it's just, I guess, more time having done so. And so in, in finding that answer, actually what we ended up doing was um, when we had our next study this past weekend, I just said, hey, here are the Bible verses that helped me understand. Mm-hmm. I'm giving them to you. Mm. Go and study them and ta- we'll meet next week and discuss what you found in your Bible study. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, for me, the part of the blessing has been the enrichment is for one learning through scripture, mm-hmm. seeing things from a different perspective that I would have never thought about because I've always kind of thought of things yeah. a certain way. You know, mm-hmm. that's one of the things. I love that in a Christian Christian structure, mm-hmm. it, you are the you are the higher one. There is a lower, and you are sharing what you know. But it's not higher only and lower only. You're also learning, and uh, two of yeah. the two people in respect to God we're also ser- ser- servants and, yeah. and st- students underneath Him. So there is there is you know we're all at different levels, and we're sharing with the people in on a journey. But all of us are all all on that journey together. It's, yeah. it's a cool uh, equilibrium, but not totally the same. 
learning yeah. uh, structure that and, way. And you know, teachers appreciate this. I'm sure they they know when you teach, you learn the material as well as yes. you teach and so on. And, and this is something happened in your mind. But I believe that as we engage with the Holy Spirit in this kind of work. Uh, a, a transformative experience takes place as well because we are engaging with the Word of God. So mm -hmm. we are blessed as we share. I, I have the privilege, and I want to emphasize privilege as a pastor to, to mm -hmm. study the Bible with a lot of people. But what I've really appreciated, even though it's a challenge uh, for me personally, is to <laughs> study the Bible with very young people, you know, mm. uh, young teenagers, trying to, to share. You know, I love, I love going really deep and having it, you know, the, the more complex and... and, and, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I just love that when we when it's really like highly intellectual and really, you know, what does it mean? But when you have to explain the gospel and these things to a young mind, it it challenges you to to rethink everything and how how do you how do you share this? Mm -hmm. But um, there's a huge blessing in sharing, and you don't have to be a pastor to mm -hmm. do this kind of work. It's really a blessing. It's part and of. I think that's the key. The it's 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 Whoa. every <laughs> Christian has to be yes. this right, way. Right. Every disciple is should be teaching this. Yeah, way. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. No, I was like. Okay. Right. <laughs> I was gonna say like you don't have to have the, all the answers exactly. even to engage in the work, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that um, it's okay to be asking questions. Like yes. it's actually that's part of your Christian experience, and that's what I love about studying the Bible is that it's okay to be asking yes. questions. Mm -hmm. You're mm -hmm. supposed to. Yes. Okay. We're gonna ask a question okay. to Kelly. <laughs> Throw it over there. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna add. I really, um, especially agree with what Siku shared and that's been my experience and not only people asking questions I wouldn't have thought of but you feel like you need to understand something a lot better when someone's going to ask you because yeah. for yourself you might be like okay yeah I get it like whatever but someone's like no really why is this and you're like man I got to read like 17 articles to really understand this and I need to read all the bible verses and so that helps you go deeper and another thing is really just seeing things from a different perspective someone who is coming from a different Christian background or completely atheistic and even though it's the same gospel you explain it in a different way and it hits their heart differently. So even you learn different angles of truth by sharing it with different kinds of people. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. You know, the questions that emerge for me is every day, do I have this one-on-one -on -one time with Jesus? Do I have that safe space to ask these questions about life, about purpose, about meaning with the Lord Jesus? And am I creating this safe, sp safe space for people around me that we can ask questions and under the grace of God and provide these answers? We want to encourage you to provide a Bible study space for those people around you. Thanks for joining us here at Inverse. We'll see you here next week on Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jonathan Walter, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.